This is an Australian Museum podcast. Welcome to Amplify, a regular conversation featuring Australian Museum Director and CEO Kim McKay, speaking to researchers, scientists and other fascinating people from behind the scenes at the Australian Museum. Welcome to the Australian Museum's podcast, Amplify. I'm Kim McKay, the Executive Director and CEO of the Australian Museum, and this is an opportunity to chat to some of the people who work in this extraordinary institution about to celebrate 190 years. We were founded in 1827, and the museum has some 300 staff working front of house, helping interpret the exhibitions for our visitors, educators working with school kids, and of course, our scientists behind the scenes. But among that group are our exhibition designers and producers. And one of those people is Catherine Timbrell, producer of exhibitions. And Catherine has been working on one of our most exciting exhibitions to date, Spiders Alive and Deadly. Welcome, Catherine. Hello, Kim. It's exciting to be here. Well, I'm glad about that because the whole museum is a buzz with spiders, but they don't make a buzzing noise, really, do they? No, but there is quite a strange array of noises that spiders make, which is something I learned producing the exhibition. And we have a fabulous interactive that you can engage with about spider sounds. So there's sounds that they make when they rub their chelicery together. Which What's chelicery? They're their little fang fang holders. Right. So in the front of their in front of their face, they have these little chelicery that hold onto their fangs, and they rub them together, and it makes a sound and other sounds they make a drumming tapping sounds when they're trying to lure their lady or if they're trying to communicate with other spiders and of course they're quite good dancers as well when they're trying to attract the opposite sex amazing so the peacock spider is probably you know the Fred Astaire of Spiderland he has this incredible ability to raise a flap on his back that's full of all the colours of the rainbow and he's all the while the size of a full stop and he shakes this little flap and his lady love will sort of sit in wait and look at whether or not she's interested in this display and if she is she'll engage with him on what he's after but if she's not she'll just eat him. That's amazing because most of us don't appreciate spiders for their inherent beauty. Most of us try and run away from them or I've heard so many people tell stories where they pull out the spray can. I never do that, by the way. <laughs> I always get my dustpan and broom and remove huntsmen Perfect. gently. Because the, the exhibition really is about showcasing the diversity of spiders. There's 48,000 species in the world and here in Australia we have nearly 4,000 of them. And that's what we've discovered. There's possibly 10,000 sitting there lying in wait. Um, that's what I love about Australia. And all of our scientists here, of course, who go out in the field, every time they step out in the field, they discover a new species. It's true. And the diversity that you get with that many species is incredible. So we sort of grow up thinking that spiders are black, hairy and ugly and sit in the corner of our bedroom. But once you start getting into the diversity of them with those macro images and SEM images, you start to see their colour, their beauty. and Well, the peacock spider certainly is one of the most beautiful and we've got some fantastic images of the peacock spider online at the moment on the Australian Museum website. And you can actually do the dance of the peacock spider here at the museum, can't you? There's an incredible interactive in the exhibition that allows you to stand in front of a peacock spider, copy his moves, and if you copy them well enough, then that lady is yours for the taking. And if you're not, like I said, she might eat you. Uh, What a wonderful world spiders live in. But look, we'll come back to spiders and this extraordinary exhibition in just a moment. 
I'm sure people are wondering, how on earth did you get into the exhibition business? Well, I've always sort of worked in Artland and Museum Land. I, when I uh, left school, I went to university at Macquarie University and studied Aboriginal studies. So A I lot had... of Australian museum staff have studied at Macquarie because, of course, they had museology. Museum yeah, yeah. Mm. And so I think I, I didn't know a lot about Aboriginal culture, even though I'd had quite a contemporary education. It wasn't something that I had learnt a lot about and it really piqued my interest. So I studied that and then moved into sort of selling Aboriginal art and then into the Australia Council for the Arts Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander Arts Board in grants funding which that's amazing so have you traveled extensively to different communities around Australia there's a bit of central desert um, travel that I've done and to the Kimberley Um, but I mean we have an incredible most Aboriginal people live in the city so um, it whilst there's incredible traditional cultures to be sort of discovered and explored in remote locations there's plenty of contemporary Aboriginal artists as well producing amazing work that's one of the things I love about the Australian Museum is that we do collect contemporary Mm. Aboriginal art and give a a platform for those artists as well to talk about their work. Mm. But so you moved from that sphere though into Into museum land Um, I think my first foray was at Sydney University Museum so helping out the Nicholson the Maclay and the art gallery there and then I moved to Mary McKillop Museum wonderful was nothing short of spectacular three years of um, curating rosary beads is this because you're a good Catholic girl deep down it's true (laughs) well but what a wonderful Australian to be able to celebrate she's incredible and so her stories are nothing short of spectacular and especially as a woman and the time in which she lived and what she was able to achieve against a lot of opposition. So, yeah, I found that quite inspiring. And working for those sisters, they're tireless. Oh, no, they are. Don't get on the wrong side of them. (laughs) They'll have you working day and night, that's for sure. So from there, you came a couple of years ago, I know, Mm. to the Australian Museum. It was wonderful to welcome your spirit here because you're full of so much positive energy and very dedicated to the task. And so you were given this extraordinary exhibition, Spiders, to produce. Yeah, so Spiders was in development when I arrived um, and it was in development with QuestCon. So we started thinking about how could the interactivity that QuestCon are renowned for join us at the Australian Museum with our science. And it was a perfect marriage, really, in the sense that, um, you know, when you come to the Australian Museum, you don't think about bashing and jumping on things. You think about looking and learning. And so we were able to go to QuestCon and put that gear together and then use our science to make an incredible exhibition about spiders. Absolutely. And so the exhibition has come back to the Australian Museum now from Questacon and they've been brilliant partners, but we've changed it quite a bit to appeal to a a broader audience, haven't Mm -hmm. we? I think um, a very family-oriented space at Questacon. And whilst we are here too at the museum, I think this exhibition appeals to a broader range especially young adults um, and for teenagers as well I think the way that we've incorporated multimedia has allowed this exhibition to reach a wider audience it's quite sophisticated and so uh, we have created the experiences like a Tasmanian cave that you can walk into that uses virtual reality and augmented reality to learn about Tasmanian cave spiders. I know I have stood inside the Tasmanian cave and with outstretched arms and watched as spiders crawl up the outside of my arms and across my head in the projection. It's enough to freak you out. And to watch people stand there and actually pull at imaginary spiders on their head when they think there's a spider crawling over them because they can see a spider crawling over their shadow is nothing short of hilarious. It is great to watch, <laughs> isn't it? It shows how powerful the mind is and the, the visual mm. cues and then what we invent. But, of course, we do venom milking as well, don't we? 
I think um, that's one of the highlights of the exhibition is we've created this beautiful centrepiece that is the Venom Lab that allows visitors to come and learn about how venom is extracted from spiders for a whole range of purposes. Now, I've had people say to me, Kim, how do you milk a spider? And I say carefully. <laughs> There's a lot of visuals that come to people's minds when you talk right. about I think there was talk about milking stools and all the rest of it. There's a lot of dairy connotations. <laughs> there are, but uh, I've watched the spider milking on a few occasions now and uh, our scientists do that very gingerly definitely but very skillfully and we send the venom of course off to Queensland University. Mm. So it is a very precarious because precarious procedure because spiders are so fragile exoskeletons and all the rest of it and they've, they've been sedated so they're, they're the CO2 that they inhale allows them to be a little bit more pliable and malleable to mm. allow the electrolysis to go onto their fangs and to stimulate them and to produce the venom and this venom then gets put in a freezer and sent off to the University of Queensland venom database which is the largest venom database in the world and this venom database is used for research in say organic pesticides stroke and pain management and cancer research. Really extraordinary to mm. think that from an exhibition we're contributing to that. And of course, I think about 5% of Australians are classified as being arachnophobes. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I think we had um, a psychiatrist from the University of New South Wales come to the opening of the exhibition and she was thrilled that there was now an environment, an immersive environment that she could bring people with genuine arachnophobia to experience an immersion uh, experience in an environment that's safe. Well, they say you should confront your fears, and of course, I have been bitten by a red-backed spider in my living room yeah. in Kirribilli back in the 1980s, and I live to, to tell, tell the, the tale. tale. Well, of course, no one has died from a spider bite in Australia for a, a very a long, long time. time because since the 80s from um, antivenom, and I think since the 50s from a red-backed spider. That's right. So and I wasn't too freaked out, but I did go into anaphylactic shock. <laughs> So I was more worried about the, the reaction. No, please don't laugh. <laughs> My flatmate at the time, who was a Sydney Morning Herald journalist, I might add, and a really funny guy, I, I sort of said, uh, Andrew, you have to take me to hop it off. <laughs> anyway, uh, we went to St Vincent's and had quite a fun time and I was the butt of many jokes. And, of course, it didn't bite me on the butt. I will just tell everybody <laughs> that too. The redback did bite my hand. I was opening a sofa bed for some American guests, so they uh, were more freaked out uh, than I was. Oh, and do you know our scientists here at the museum tell us that the jury's out on whether redback spiders can actually cause death nowadays? It's almost, it's about to leave the, the hot list. Well, we'll that, save it for the funnel web. Well, that's good because it certainly didn't cause death with me. I'm still <laughs> here, I promise. I'm not a, not a vision for you sitting in front of you. A miraculous now, apparition. <laughs> no, definitely not that. Look, one of the things I love about going to these blockbuster exhibitions that the Australian Museum creates is that you learn so much as you wander through them. So while you're getting all the whiz-bang new technology, and that's great fun and there's lots of interactives for kids to play with, for adults, you become the spider expert, don't you? It's so true. I think as children interact with the interactives, they say that touching and holding and pulling allows for greater learning retention mm. when you engage yourself in those things. But mum and dad are reading the text panels and imparting all that knowledge, and you do. You become the instant spider uh, expert as you're, as you're taking your visitors around. And sim I know from osmosis of putting this exhibition together, sometimes people often mistake me for a spider expert, but uh, our acknowledgement just to remind me that I'm not when they hear me drop a clangor every now and again. That's right. We have uh, two wonderful arachnologists here at the Australian Museum who collaborate with many other institutions. 
to provide the fantastic scientific information and oversight that goes into creating an exhibition because as you said it was already in development when you arrived but how Mm. long did it take to plan and execute? Well I think I'd just begun in October 2014 and so it came to fruition in 2015 November at Questacon and it's still taking on you know new genesises here at at the Australian Museum and Helen Smith and Graham Millage are what I like to say faster than Google because if I needed to Google information about a spider they would be able to provide it faster than I could type it in and the other amazing thing is if I hold up a spider I can say what is that and they can tell me but Google can't tell me that. So they're one of the uh Two of the wonderful scientists here at the museum, Graham Millage and Helen Smith, are arachnologists. But of course, they're also a couple as well. I so know, it's true. There's a lot of spider connotations there about eating males and females that I've been desperate to delve into. But I'll save that for the Christmas party. Yeah, I would not go there. But they're both very serious <laughs> scientists who, as you say, faster than Google. I love that analogy. And of course, more accurate too. It's right, because if I find an image of a spider and somebody told me, oh no, Google can do that now, you can do an image search or whatever, but I have to be dependent that the person who's recorded that image knows as much as Helen and Graham and that they've recorded that image correctly. So it's the one-stop shop for any spider questions. Isn't that great? And of course, if the public have questions about spiders or find one in the garden that they can collect very carefully, you know, put it put a cup or a jar over it and put the lid on. You can bring it into the Australian Museum and we'll certainly in our search and discover area hmm. help you discover what sort of creature that is and why it's important. So be kind to spiders. Don't damage them. They're very important, aren't they? And they're eating all our cockroaches. They eat cockroaches. They eat mosquitoes. I love watching them craft their webs, which hmm. of course are made from extraordinary silk. So strong. But Catherine... What's your favourite spider? Oh my gosh, I've been dining out on the bird poo spider. Mind you, it's a bird, a type of spider, a group of spiders known as the bird poo spiders. And they mimic bird poo and they sit on a leaf and pretend to be bird poo so that birds won't eat them. But what's even more fascinating about them that I've learned is that they biomimic. They have a chemistry, ability to biomimic the chemistry of bird poo so that they smell like bird poo. Isn't that extraordinary? When I hear about about biomimicry like that, Mm. it makes me realise how little we know and so much has yet to be discovered. I mean, to think that a group of spiders could be that clever to mimic bird poo, imagine. I'd like to be able to camouflage myself at school pickup so I don't get attacked by mothers. You know, just some way that you can do the same thing. What is it that you want to avoid being, you know, eaten or being involved in? And I want to be involved in, you know, mother's conversations at pickup. So how old are your children? I've just have one eight-year-old boy. An eight-year-old boy, does mm. he love the spiders exhibition? He's obsessed with the spiders exhibition and his favourite thing is the Jaws interactive where you get to grab onto these sort of handlebar type things and be the jaws of a spider and see how successful you can be at catching prey. Isn't that wonderful? Well, Catherine Timbrell, thank you so much for joining us on Amplify this week. And thank you so much for your incredible work on bringing the spiders alive and deadly exhibition to audiences here at the Australian Museum. If you want to go and visit spiders, you can go online and book tickets in advance. You get a bit of a discount that way. So I'd encourage everyone to do that. Even if you're a bit of an arachnophobe, I promise you'll enjoy it. Take care. Thank you, Catherine Timbrell. This has been an Australian Museum podcast.